ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Drawing About the G-Men, Giants football podcast. I'm Jace Garcia, joined as always, Sean Scanlon and Joe Aguirre, and there is a new judge in New York. This time, he's not wearing pinstripes. He is the new head coach for the New York football Giants, former special teams coordinator and wide receivers coach of the New England Patriots, Joe Judge will be the head coach for the 2020 NFL season. Sean, what do you think of the hire? I love the hire. I think it was a great hire. That was very under the radar. Obviously, uh, we didn't get our <laughs> we didn't get the guy in Matt Rule that a lot of people were hoping for, but I, I think that asking for $75 million a year for being a first-time head coach, that's not going to work out. And I, I agree with the Giants not uh, wanting to pay that. Uh, has worked under probably the best college football coach of all time in Nick Saban, yeah. Alabama, and then moved on under to work, moved on to work under Bill Belichick, the greatest NFL coach of all time, which is obviously an excellent coaching background to have. Working under these two greats, he's been a part of two national championships and three Super Bowls, so he has a championship pedigree. Uh, learning from the best in the business, Belichick took him under his wing ever since he arrived in New England in 2012, um, and speaks very highly of him. And also, it has been reported that Belichick has been grooming and mentoring Judge in recent years on what it takes to be a head coach in the NFL because he knew at some point somebody would want to take a shot at him. And luckily, uh, the Giants were the first team to do that, and they were able to get his hands on him. Uh, while Joe Judge was the special teams coordinator in New England from 2015 to 2019, that unit never ranked outside of the top 10. Uh, and special teams grade rankings according to Pro Football Focus. And that's pretty impressive when you think about Steven Gostowski, the kicker. Um, he's been he's been on the regress a couple of the past years. And then this year, them shuffling through five different kickers, being able to have that yeah. special team still at an elite rank is uh, pretty impressive. And then one last thing that I want to say, people are trying to downplay his coaching resume just because he was a special teams coordinator. And because he's never been an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. But I think being a special teams coordinator is very underappreciated because uh, you work with players on both the offense and defense every day, which is pretty much the closest thing to being a head coach because um, you're not just focused on one side of the ball and players on one side of the ball. So I think that's very underappreciated. And uh, it worked out pretty well for some Super Bowl winning coaches and Mike Ditka and John Harbaugh who uh, were both special team coaches the year before being hired uh, to be the head coach. Okay. I mean, look. <laughs> um, there's so much wrong with this. And it, I want to I address a, a certain crowd of Giants fans, the one that are like, well, you guys all were wrong about Daniel Jones. What are the chances – that the Giants have struck gold again, that Dave Gettleman is the smartest guy in the NFL and everyone else is missing out. I, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it seems highly unlikely. I hope Joe Judge is the greatest coach in Giants history. Here's the reason why I think this move was poor. Number one, it's not the guy they wanted. So yeah. right off the bat, bad news. Um, I, I think the, the biggest, what did I say last week? First of all, did you guys think we'd be here tonight, a week later, talking about a new head coach? No, I thought it'd be no. later in the week, maybe on Friday or uh, I mean, Thursday. there were repo reports coming out that they still had meetings with Josh McDaniels and the Kansas City offensive coordinator scheduled for today and tomorrow. After yeah. I got notification... Uh, that he, Joe Judge got hired, and I was like, is that a joke? I thought it was a joke. I uh, don't know why. I, I was, was like, I don't know what Joe Judge is. That seems fake. I was pretty surprised. I thought that was like, I really did. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, and then I saw about two hours later, I got a notification that the uh, Giants had asked uh, the Cowboys for permission to speak to Jason Garrett. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wait, what is even happening here? <laughs> Here's here's my problem, okay? Think about the, the personality that Bill Parcells was. You look at a guy like Dan Reeves, who was a Giants coach for a while. Tom Coughlin, okay? Experienced, respected coaches. Look who's failed for the Giants. Ray Handley. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. McAdoo and Shermer. I mean, these guys are these guys are not equipped to deal with the New York media. Pat Shermer really I, I think that's what did Pat Shermer in ultimately was I mean, he made a fool of himself every time he spoke. Yeah. He he sounded like like he sounded less like an NFL head coach this year and more like he was coaching sixth graders. You know, hey, uh, we were close. I, I know it was like 44 to eight, but we were in the game. And you're like, what are you even talking about? We're we're a play away. And I mean, he said all sorts of ridiculous things. And I, I just think whoever the next giant coach is. Well, I mean, we know who it is now, yeah. but I, I was expecting somebody you know, I, I wasn't opposed to Mike McCarthy. He's worse than Jason Garrett. Well, that's not so bad. It, it's done better for the Cowboys than than what Shermer McAdoo did for the Giants. So would I take Jason Garrett? Yeah. It's a good coach. How the Giants missed out on Ron Rivera is stunning, especially yeah. with the Dave Gettleman connection. I mean, I would have thought, geez. How often is there a, a somebody associated with the Carolina Panthers available that Gettleman doesn't swoop in and grab? Yeah. Totally thought that was going to be a thing. Joe Judge, look, I, I mean, I guess he's done a really nice job. He's gotten a job before Josh McDaniels did, which is awfully telling. A coordinator who had no head coaching experience who took over a team, and how'd that go? You cited two examples of of of, of Mike Ditka and and uh, Har- John Harbaugh and John Harbaugh and mind you, John Harbaugh is a Harbaugh. Yeah. Otherwise, that never would have happened. Mike Ditka was a pretty good ball player, so Mike Ditka had a reputation, and it, and it, and it obviously worked out. Although one could argue that after 1985, that Mike Ditka's Coaching prowess uh, was never quite. I don't think it ever quite lived up to the hype. Yeah, um, I just wanted. To, I had some. There were some other examples in there with uh, coaches who have or have been special teams coordinators, and it was names like Bill Cower, Bill Belichick, and Dick Vermeil, all who had success. I just named the guys who went straight from special. No, teams I, and I understand that. And listen, there's nothing wrong with being a special teams coordinator oh no i'm just i'm just saying that I, I, i'm with you like yeah. uh, again i know other guys have, have held the job it's like bill belichick started as a special assistant and then became a special teams coordinator yeah but then he was a defensive coordinator for three different teams for like 10 years and then he became a head coach that's sort of what you expect that's that's how you sort of climb the ladder to go from special teams coordinator or what you know I'm just saying. It, it, no, it, it's, I understand. You, you'd like to think that he did something somewhere else. You were so hot for uh, for the Baylor coach, and I and I, I get that. Um, for anybody to say like they they uh, somebody actually said the other day that they really that was their guy. They were hoping the Giants would get, and I thought you are a liar. Who Joe? Somebody said that. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, that's a lie. Yeah, yeah. somebody literally said uh, that was the guy I wanted the Giants to get. Uh, the, I mean, you mentioned right off the top, Jace, this was an under-the-radar move. Um, again, I'm either supposed to believe Dave Gettleman is a genius who, for some reason, led the Giants to a 4-12 record, right? But he's got a plan, so this must all be part of it. These are the words of a con man. Do you understand that? He's like, this is exactly where we wanted to be with an unknown coach that nobody knows. And we're going to miss out on Chase Young, but that's perfect. It's part of the plan. Trust me. He's, he's unknown, but he still has national championships. In, in the, he coached in national championships and Super Bowls. Look, this is nothing against Joe Judge. It's not. It, it, it really isn't. Maybe Joe Judge is a great coach. I just don't think that, it, that this the job that the Giants need done I'm not sure it comes from some nobody. I mean, what does he look like? Have you seen his face? Yeah, it's up on the screen right now. (laughs) Who is that guy? And is he a guy that wears a hat? I never like a guy in a hat. 
I don't like a guy in a hat. <laughs> There's Tom- something about a guy in a hat. You don't like Tom Coughlin? I, I, I could live without the hat. I, it's weird. It's a weird thing to do. It is very weird. Don't wear a hat. You're you're a coach. You should wear a suit. Yeah, but I, I think everyone. It seems like the consensus pick that everyone wanted was Matt Rule. But if you look at the contract details that Carolina gave him, that's ridiculous. Seven years mm. starting off as your first head coaching job in the NFL is. But ridiculous. but he's had success everywhere he's been, and he's turned programs around that are garbage. And so you know the other thing is, if you hire that guy, you're admitting that your program is garbage. And it's something that 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 delusional Gettleman, I think, it really still doesn't want to face. I think if you ask Dave Gettleman right now. Do you think the Giants could be a playoff contender next season? I guarantee he would say yes. Well, I mean, it's the NFC East, so maybe. I understand that. And even in the NFC East, I think the Giants have way too much to fix to get over six or seven wins even next season. And I think the idea that Chase Young is probably... I, I think that is a devastating thing for the Giants. I really do. And that's no offense to anybody else, but this is the perfect guy in the perfect position as you're trying to like build an identity in your defense with a big-time playmaker. And the Giants have always had. I mean, now, you know, going back to as long as I've been a Giants fan, a great pass-rushing defensive end. This, this yeah. is just... And, and the Giants blew that, too, by winning, which is, uh, you know, weird. It's, yeah. uh, you know, like I said, it's not like I'm rooting against them to win. I love the Giants. I hope Joe, I hope Joe Judge is great. He's, I'm sure he knows how to coach. He must have gone in there and said something brilliant. Yeah. yeah that's- he must have gone in there and said something brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I wish we I wish we had the Patriots uh, film crew in there taping for a special about how coaches get hired. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he must have impressed them, obviously, to the point where they were like, yeah, no, this is our guy. Great. I hope that's the case. I just wonder how he's going to hold up to the media, uh, you know, and, and, and how – I don't know. I don't love it. I don't love it. Sorry. I don't. But – I've been proven wrong before. Didn't like Daniel Jones. I want a jersey too. I do. <laughs> That's how I feel now. I was wrong, but I'm not usually wrong. That's the problem. All right. Only time will tell. And I mean, mm-hmm. if you are coming from, if you're worried about the New York media and you're coming from the Patriots, I think you're okay. Seeing how learning from Belichick how to handle the media. He doesn't handle the media. He exactly. bulldozes it. But here, who, here's who doesn't bulldoze it. Matt Patricia doesn't bulldoze it. Right? I mean, the, 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 the coaches that learn that nonsense from Belichick have struggled with the media because they're not Belichick. So you can't do that. You think this kid's going to start off and be all smug and with the media and stuff? No mm. way. I don't think he should either with no no previous um experience or I mean his track record uh, doesn't have anything to prove right now so I don't think you you should have that but I mean Brian Flores is a guy that is good with the media um coming from that uh coaching tree so I think that and I, I saw a couple of interviews with him I watched him last night and I, I think that he handles the media pretty well and I think that he'll be able to handle it a lot better than Pat Shermer did. I think that's going to be obvious. Pat Shermer was looked like an idiot up there every time, and he just had no accountability for the team. Thank so. you for conceding that. <laughs> you don't. I, I, I I'm you not saying that at least. I'm serious. And look I, again. I'm, I was never a Pat Shermer guy. I hope that Joe Judge works out. I, I really do. I'm a little skeptical because I think experience in any job is super important. And he just doesn't have a lot of it. And, you know, there were, there were, I I would say probably football fans more than anybody uh, made the claim that uh, Hillary Clinton wasn't qualified just by watching her husband do the job. Do you remember that back in 2016? I'm just not sure that standing on the same sideline as Bill Belichick automatically means that you're going to be a good coach. No, yeah, I being, think that's a good point. Being a Belichick lieutenant is great. 
And, and it seems to work when you're going up against him in games. 500 record. Crazy. But <laughs> I'm just not sure that that's – but I hope I'm wrong. But it's not just Belichick, too. Nick Saban, the greatest college football coach in ever, he also coached under him, and that's where he started. So I, the, I, I'm very pr- – He's blessed. He's yeah. obviously been around great people. He's got good connections, clearly. Well, you you yeah, have well, to know how to so- do something. You have to understand football to be around those people. And even if you are around those people, you have to get some kind of rub of how to succeed – in the sport. Yeah, and Saban, Saban's the one that went out and seeked uh, Joe Judge when he was coaching a Division three school in Alabama. He's the one that brought him to Alabama, and the reason that he got the job with the Patriots is because um, Saban spoke so highly of him, and Belichick was on board with him, and now Belichick speaks highly of him. So I think when you have two of the greatest coaches that we've ever seen in this game of football speaking so highly of you and saying that, you know, they hired you a year early or two years early because not a lot of people, uh, like exactly like you were saying, were just shocked by the hire. I think that it's it, it bodes very well for him, and I think that it's going to bode very well for the Giants uh, moving forward. And, I mean, if you look at the other options, Matt Rule, obviously once Carolina offered him that contract, it, it was a no-go. He's making the yeah. same amount per year as Bill Belichick is in his first year coaching. That's insane. Mm-hmm. The Giants aren't going to do that. And then, I mean, Josh McDaniels, he, he's a tease. The whole reason he w- left the Colts after getting hired last year was because he was promised to be the successor to Bill Belichick. So we don't know what exact. I mean, everyone else that we've talked about being a potential candidate has gotten hired. Where's Josh McDaniels? He hasn't – no one's picked him up. But uh, – and then, I mean – the Kansas City offense coordinator, I, I can't pronounce his last name, Bella Haney or something like that. The enemy. He, yeah. I, 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 that would have been cool, I guess, but I, I think Judge fits in. He will be fine. And I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. Because, I mean, also, he is coming with his own coaching staff. Mm-hmm. New OC, that, that's where the Giants are looking at Jay Garrett right now. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, new defense coordinator, which is great. Uh, Wade Phillips just got fired from the Rams, so that might be something. I'm just excited for what the future holds because there is a future. We've yeah. talked about it with Daniel Jones, with Saquon Barkley. And There's the, a future. Real quick, not for nothing, but if you're Eric Bieniemy and you just took your team last year like to the Super Bowl and you, you're – I mean, did he even get an interview? Did his interview actually happen? <laughs> no. It's like, oh, oh the, the special teams coordinator for the Patriots. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he got he got interviewed uh, on Saturday. Did he? Yeah, him and uh, Wink Martindale did. And then, yeah, McDaniels was supposed to be today, but then obviously that guy. Uh, I'd be pissed short. if I lost out to the special teams coordinator slash wide receivers coach. That group didn't play that great. Uh, I'd be upset. I would. I mean, to look at it as just a special teams coordinator and wide receivers coach is a bit ridiculous. I mean, this guy knows football. He's been around football. Every single person on the field, all those guys know football. I know high school coaches that know football. This guy knows better, winning football. Better, than, better than, than any like any scout. or I mean, knowing football doesn't mean you're going to be a good coach. Especially if you've never been a coach. It's, I mean, look, you know, it's, we've all played football, yes? Yes. High school, bam, whatever the case may be. Here's the thing, right? You loved and respected your head coach. What did you think of the defensive coordinator? What do you think well, of the offensive coordinator? No, I love them too. No, yeah. you didn't. You most <laughs> I, certainly didn't. My de- my defensive coordinator, I did. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's a different story. There's a there's a different feeling with those guys than there is with your coach. The coach is the coach. The the lieutenants, they're cool too. You could like them, but nah, it's it's not the same. Uh, you don't have the same level of respect. For the for the kicking coach that you do for the head coach, I I don't believe it. But every head coach has to start somewhere, though. You gotta give it. you gotta give a head coach a yes. You gotta give him a, a shot at some point. Every I, successful I think this is the head coach time. wasn't a head coach until they were. Exactly. That's 
you got to give him a shot at some point. Not everyone, not everyone is a head coach throughout their whole career. You have to build. No, I understand that. So that's what I'm saying, though. Be get some experience. You've been a special teams guy for like four years, five years. Well, where where else was he going to get experience? The Giants just gave him a shot. I don't. I don't. I don't understand that. I'm, I'm saying, but how about how about like becoming? What is his? What is his specialty? Is his specialty special teams? No, I, he has previous experience coaching defense when he first started out after being a grad assistant. He took on the wide receivers coach role this year, so he knows offense, defense, and special teams. But they all That's, know that stuff. Not not everyone. Not all coaches have worked in all three different phases. You, oh, that's you, a that's you, a fact. That, well, but I'm saying even if you're teaching defense, you're 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 going against an offense. So you're gonna know something about an offense. Yeah, you're gonna coach a sure. defense. I, but look, I, 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 we we're gonna argue about this just, forever. Yeah. I, I I don't think I just don't think that you don't think special teams is uh, warrants you enough to be a head coach. I don't. You like offensive and defensive coordinators better. I That's, think you have to have at least run an offense or a defense and make the play calls to really understand the speed of an NFL game. I have a hard time believing yeah. the special t- the special teams coordinator doesn't seem like a like an uber important job because if it was it would pay better and people would want to have it. I, that's a, I think it's a fair point. I just think that yeah. I think that Bel, Belichick um, values special teams so much, and um, he's been there since 2012. They upgraded him to be the coordinator since 2015, and he's he's done a great job ever since he's been there. And Belichick, the greatest coach of NFL history, speaks very highly of him and think that or thought that he was going to be a head coach uh, very soon, and it ends up that he gets the shot with the Giants. I'm sorry if it sounds like I don't believe in him. Also, a big Not, I, I get your point. I, I completely understand. I'm just concerned. <clears throat> I need something to complain about, and this is the hot <laughs> thing right now. I mean, uh, the big. I think one of the biggest problems for the Giants the past couple of years has been respect in the locker room. And when you can bring in a coach that can show you three Super Bowl rings, I, I think you automatically get respect from players. So, Good point. I'll take that. <laughs> All right, we will see. But... We talked about the coaching. There's a lot to do this coming offseason now that the Giants have their coach because right now they are ninth out of every team in free agency, and they do have some stuff, some people they can move around to create even more cap space. And I gave you guys a list of this is some of the top 50, uh, top 50 potential free agents. I weeded it out to just defensive players and offensive linemen because those are the two biggest holes in the Giants. Who is someone that the Giants need to get, need to prioritize, go after to change how the Giants play football? First of all, must resign Marcus Golden. I think that's number one. And also Leonard Williams. Um, even though I didn't agree with the trade at the time, we're going to have to re-sign them or we traded away valuable draft assets yeah. for 10 games of pretty much decent production, which it can't happen. So we have to re-sign him. And then that just bolsters up our uh, defensive tackle, the interior D-line, and we're not going to have to look look for that in free agency or the draft for hopefully another four to five years because we have a bunch of young guys there. In terms of the names uh, in free agency, I I went to just the the biggest needs. I think that's edge rush, inside linebacker, corner, and uh, offensive tackle. Because I think the interior line right now is um, yeah. all right, other than maybe center, Jalapio. But the two guards, I think, will, will work out. So for tackle, two of the biggest names, I think, that popped out to me were uh, Anthony Costanzo, the left tackle for the Colts. He's been one of the better tackles uh, in the league the past couple of years. And a bunch of people like to say that Quentin Nelson is the reason that they've been so good um, ever since he got there. But Anthony Costanzo is a huge reason why they've been um, so successful over the past couple of years. He's one of the best pass-blocking tackles in the league, and he can also do it in the run game. So I think that would be huge. I think the price tag on him would be very high. But uh, that's a name I would like to see. And then if we don't end up getting him, Jack Conklin from the Titans, he's a very good uh, run blocker. So that would be huge for uh, open up lanes for Saquon. So I think those are the two names for tackle. Uh, Cornerback, I'd like to see Chris Harris, the veteran from the Broncos. Um, 
I don't think he's, they're going to be looking to bring him back. He's kind of up there in age, but I think if we give him a short-term deal uh, to work with all these young cornerbacks we have in our team, I think we just need a proven guy aside from DeAndre Baker because I don't know if Sam Beal or Corey Ballantyne will be the answer going forward. I hope that they develop and could turn into that. But for right now, I think we need a proven guy aside from it. And then uh, Logan Ryan, the other cornerback that I had on here, We've, we've struggled with the nickel corner position the past couple of years. Um, Grant Haley didn't turn out to be great. He got sat for Corey Ballantyne, and then we saw how that worked out. He got burnt in coverage this year. So I think that would be huge for the nickel corner position. Uh, inside linebackers that I would like are Corey Littleton. He's, he's great in the pass game. He's a very good coverage linebacker which uh, we know the Giants need help in that. Yeah. The, the middle of the field has been wide open for running backs and tight ends uh, pretty much this whole decade, which has been uh, a huge weakness for this defense. So that would be a huge signing. Joe Schobert um, and Blake Martinez are two other names I would like. They've tackling machines. We just need that inside linebacker that can bring that uh, presence that we really need in the run game. And they're also decent in the pass game. And then I think the biggest need, obviously, is the, the edge rusher. Yannick Ngakwe, Bud Dupree, Dante Fowler, I would be fine with all these guys. Um, we just need a pass rusher uh, aside from Marcus Golden, especially now that we're not going to get Chase Young the way it's looking. So yeah. I think we might be able to address that in the draft, but we need another edge rusher Are you completely ignoring the biggest name available at edge rusher? Why Jada- is that? Jadavian? Yeah. Because the – He's almost guaranteed. I, I wrote this down too. He's almost guaranteed to be back with the Seahawks. They're going to either franchise tag him or they're going to give him a big contract. You're not going to trade all these assets to get him and then just let him walk later in the year. That's the only reason I have that down of him not being able to. He's not. I don't think he's going to be available for the Giants. Is the biggest thing. And then Shaq Barrett. The only reason I didn't put. They suck. I mean, that would. No, I know. I'm that was saying. I mean, God, you can't, you can't catch a break anywhere. Clowney would be great. Obviously, if if I think he would be available, he'd be number one on my list easily. I'd give but, him everything. Yeah. Oh, I, I totally Boy, agree. Could they use that. I just don't think he's going to be available. And then the other name I don't think will be available just because of the price tag is Shaq Barrett. He just led the league in sacks. I just think that would be too high of a price tag for the Giants if they could find a way to manage a contract that is someone decent and doesn't take away more than half our huge salary cap for this year, I'd, I'd be on board, but I, I just think he'll be too high of a price. But there are a lot of a lot of good names for the edge rushers this year, so hopefully uh, th- that we can grab at least one of them. Uh, Matthew Judon and then Robert Quinn is another big name uh, on a proven deal with the Cowboys this year. I think he had 10 sacks, so a lot of, a lot of good names of free agency, and uh, hopefully we get to some of them. I mean, edge rusher, you know, yeah. corner. I, I, you know, you mentioned obviously some really good names. Um, you know, I think Dante Fowler might be a reasonable get for the Giants, mm-hmm. which again is why you know maybe maybe I'm like a higher impact uh, coach maybe would would have helped. I don't know. I'm <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying that that they won't. Uh, you know, d- does that does that help them get? Uh, you know, other other Patriot players that are available, like McCourty. Um, you know, players tend to follow coaches, so yeah. so that could certainly uh, that could be the new thing is uh, the Giants start. Uh, you know, maybe Van Noy would be another good one. Just start mm-hmm. just start bringing in all the ex Patriots uh, on defense. That couldn't hurt, considering that the Patriots defense is pretty good. Yeah. So maybe start up that pipeline. But there there's there's a lot of guys there, there there's. Conklin, I think, from the Titans would be a good one. Obviously, you know, Remmers uh, seems to have health concerns, and I think that relationship is all but over uh, maybe at this point. Obviously, yeah. Soldier's still a, a, a problem, and, and, and that's not that's not going to remedy no. itself. Mm-mm. So there's so many holes on this team. You know, I, they've got money. I think the Giants are in a tough spot because you got money to spend. But you're like probably a year or so away still. Just brought mm-hmm. in a new coach, got a rookie quarterback, got Saquon. There's a lot to like, but there's still so many holes. And it's like, you know, we had talked about this early in the season. These guys could all click and this team could be great. Or they could be 4-12. and 12. 
Yeah. And they went four and twelve, and they mm. they honestly should have been three and thirteen. Uh, again, that Tampa game. Ugh, what a great win. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's. I love the Giants. I love them. <laughs> I, I I I love the Giants. This kills me, and and it upsets me that people are going. Oh, we gonna. Why do I just have to go along with it? Why do I have to just like Dave Gettleman? Why do I have to? Why do I have to like a GM who I don't believe has made any good moves? Like I just everything he does, I hate. Even the good stuff. Even when he does things <laughs> I like, I still hate it. What what is that? Is it his face? I don't know at this point. Might be. Maybe. I don't like I don't like people who lie. And and I don't I just don't think I could get over that. Like those those words. You know you know when they show like uh the coaches and stay get like the Dennis Green mm-hmm. uh you know play, oh, and Jim Mora playoffs. 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 Yeah. I think Dave Gettleman's his that for him is just going to be I didn't sign him to trade him. God. That's gonna be Gettleman's like. That's it. That's gonna go on his tombstone, and I I just have a hard time with the whole thing. Yeah. I'm, All right. I got it out. I'm good. <laughs> I got it out. I had to get it out. The I think the real key here for free agency is gonna be defense. I love the offensive line draft class coming out this year. I think you can get solid quality talent as low as fourth, third round, and I think the Giants should do that. I I think the real key here, the real big pickup, the real person that the Giants need to sign from free agency is Kyle Van Noy. uh, He's been great on the Patriots. A couple years ago when uh, the Patriots trade away Jamie Collins because he wanted so much money is because they had Kyle Van Noy there to fill his shoes, and he came in and he did a phenomenal job. Also, I mean, there's a little bit of bias seen in how he's from Utah. He didn't go to the University of Utah. He went to BYU. But I like Kyle Van Noy. He is obviously an edge rusher, which is the one of the biggest needs. But he is also a solid team leader in that locker room in, uh, in New England. They struggled defensively. When they traded away Jamie Collins to the Browns because they didn't want to pay him, everyone was shocked. Because they just mm. traded away their best defense player. They didn't have a lot. I mean, they ha- they still have McCourty. But Kyle Van Noy was the guy that stepped up, and he led them, and he brought them to – and he is a key reason why they've won Super Bowls. So I think Kyle Van Noy is the real key uh, – the key free agent the Giants need to get if they want to change that defense, which should be what they – the defense is the number one priority, in mm. my opinion, in free agency. I, the thing with the offensive linemen here, um, B- Balaga from uh, the Packers, uh, Costanzo from the Colts, they're solid, but they are up there in age, and I don't want to mm. see something happen like what we what we have witnessed with Nate Solder, where they come in and they're coming off good seasons. But it is that ticking time bomb because especially with offensive linemen going multiple plays head to head mm. with a it just messes it up and then there is this drastic fall off once you reach a certain age, whoever you are. Now that's it for free agency talk. Before we move on, are you a sports fan? NFL, NBA. MLB, college football, make sure you check out Keys to the City, a Clovercrest Media Group podcast. Ted and Trevor Keys have been talking sports their whole life. When they're not talking sports, they're arguing about it. No matter what sport, what team, what player, they are passionate. Make sure you check out Keys to the City, live streaming every Tuesday and Friday on Facebook. Or if you miss it, you can catch all past episodes at clovercrestmedia.com. Now, we've talked We've exacerbated all we can about the Giants. Now let's talk about the NFL as a whole, and it is all about the playoffs right now. I mean, our picks, Joe had a great week, 3-1. and one. Wait, what happened? <laughs> you did great <laughs> picking. And then uh, I had I, a I, rough week. You want to know what the secret is? I ju- uh, it's my uh, superior ESP powers. 
I could just see it. I've been right all year. It's been remarkable. And this isn't me bragging. It's true. Right, and Sean, rough 0-4. <laughs> Tough week. I mean, yeah, I'm now one game behind in Saints. the total season. As you were watching all the games last weekend, how did each of them end for you? Were you like, oh, man? Yeah. Because uh, you really, other than this, other than us guessing who was going to win, you had no other dog in the fight. You didn't care who won. Yeah. But every game that ended, you were like, ah. It, yeah, it started out rough. The Bills-Texan game, after the first half, I was like, let's go. 1-0 to start the start the playoffs. I'm feeling good. And then, obviously, they, they blundered that. They were, I mean, it, fortunate they were able to come back, force it to OT. I was thinking, hey, maybe they pull it out here, but nope. And then, just from there on out, it was it was bad. I, I, want, I said last week that I wanted to pick the Titans. Just didn't have enough courage to do it. I should have went with it, but... And then after that, it just went all downhill. It was so fun, even though I picked the Patriots. Texting my friends that were Patriots fans after the Titans win. Yeah, that's the that one was, I didn't mind because it, it was it was a great feeling to watch. The which one Pats did lose. I get wrong? I don't even remember now. You picked the Saints Probably over the, the Vikings. I picked the Saints over the Vikings, and I was a little reluctant, as I recall. I was a little reluctant. Yeah, th- you you guys said no. I I said no. Jace, yeah, yeah, Jace was the one that thought it would be close. I thought it'd be a blowout, honestly. Well, shame on the Saints. I'm never picking the Saints again. And by the way, to all the Saints fans, we're not changing the rules of the sport every time you don't like something. So that that wasn't pass interference on the last play. Just go watch the Pelicans or whatever. You know? Yeah, Yeah. pray pray for Zion to actually play. I mean, let's talk a little bit about the Saints. Drew Brees, I, I don't know what's going on with him. I mean, this year has been the death of the old era of quarterbacks. He he mm. did have – he obviously had the injury. He broke the record for passing touchdowns. But that game was all about Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill was lighting it up. He was running the football. And, I mean, even though he people talk about his accuracy and his arm strength, he had that great uh, pass to set up a – run for Alvin Kamara that he was blocking for. He is a, someone that can do it all and I think I I, I don't know. I he's a free agent. I, I don't know what the Saints do there. But let's get into the divisional round coming this week, this weekend. Starting off with the team that beat the Saints, the Vikings, they go to Santa Clara, California to take on the San Francisco 49ers. This one's tough cuz I mean 49ers are great. I think the Vikings are really good, too. But I think it is going to come down to the quarterback. Jimmy G is just better than Kirk Cousins, even though Kirk Cousins was able to get it done last week. Can't Lightning doesn't strike twice. Niners get it done at home. This one's tough just because the, the Vikings are riding so high after the, the huge upset win over the Saints. I'm going to do it. I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll pick the Vikings to win this one. I think that – I don't oh, think – five. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I, I should have picked them last week. I thought it would be a blowout, but I, I won't make the same mistake here. I just think that they're riding hot. Uh, 49ers with the off week, we'll, we'll see how they look when they get back. Obviously, they have the great defense, but over yeah. the past uh, – the last couple weeks of the NFL season, they were getting scored on a lot, and then uh, – so Dalvin Cook, he's he's explosive, one of the better running backs in the league. If they can, Thielen finally got it going after being injured most of the year. If they could find a way to get Diggs involved, um, I believe in this team. And that Vikings defense is still very for real. Yeah. Been the same group there for about four or five years now. Not a lot of player movement there. So I believe in this defense. Uh, I gotta I gotta figure some way to, to get my picks going here. So I just feel like it's it's a season of the upset, and I'll go with the upset in this one. I'll go with the Vikings. No way. No <laughs> way. Uh, I mean, I, I think the Niners are going to be in the Super Bowl. So there's obviously no way they're going to lose. Uh, you know, I think Minnesota will 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 um, will hang tough. Congratulations to. Uh, to uh, oh, my goodness gracious, my man there. Uh, why can't I think of the quarterback's name? Help Kirk me Cousins? out here. Kirk Cousins. Oh, Kirk, your I friend. Kirk, the certified bum. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize how bad he was in big <laughs> games, and and if I knew that, I would have I would have maybe had an even stronger word than bum. 
He won one game, finally, one big game, and he's going to go right back to being the loser that he is. So, all he, all nice he has job, now Kirk. Is that he can say he's better than Tony Romo? That's about it. That's exciting. Because I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he tied up Tony Romo already with playoff wins. Yeah. Then uh, the Titans go to the Ravens. Can the Titans? Can lightning strike twice for the Titans? No way. Uh, I mean, that was a banged up Patriots team. I mean, the, the, not banged up, but a pa- not the typical Patriots team. And, I mean, Mike Vrabel just knows Bill Belichick too well. And uh, Derrick Henry is a beast. But uh, Lamar Jackson, 100 times better. Mark Ingram, just as good. Ravens by 100. I would like to keep uh, picking upsets here, but I, I can't do that to the Ravens. Uh, I've been saying it for most of the season now. They're the best team in the NFL. That rushing attack, you can't stop it. And even when you try to bring up a bunch of players in the box and stop it, Lamar's just going to beat you downfield. The And their defense has been playing very well. I think that Derrick Henry will prove to be a little bit of a problem. but And I think it will be a, a closer game than some expected. But I think that the Ravens will pull away late. You're going to type that right in there. Yeah. Um, uh, look, I, I, I think that the Raven, uh, that the Titans got really lucky last week uh, that they that they got to play the Patriots in the first round. I don't think they would have beaten anybody else in the postseason. And I most certainly don't think they're going to pick the Ravens. Uh, I have Niners Ravens in the Super Bowl. So yeah. these are two really easy picks so far for me. Before we move on, I do want to talk a little bit about the pa- Patriots. Because, I mean... Everyone is talking about it. Tom Brady, free agent for the first time in his in his career. Will he return? If he does not return, his first his last pass as a Patriot interception, pick six. Mm-hmm. Six Super Bowl rings, pick six ending. <laughs> I mean I, I, a lucky I, number. I just don't think that matters to him enough. I don't know where he goes. I don't know that he wants to go anywhere. I think it would be stupid for him to leave. It, none of it makes sense. I, I, I don't, you know, I know I know some people that work uh, and, and do that media up there. And, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions about everything that went on there. You know, Jimmy Garofalo had to go. I mean, he, he and uh, Brady had the same agent. And Garofalo didn't want to sit around forever. And the Patriots basically told, uh, you know, Brady was like, I'm, I don't want to leave anytime soon. And so they sent Jimmy G packing. And uh, I, it wasn't anything sinister. Jimmy wanted to play somewhere and, and Tom wasn't ready to go. That said, I hear there are some people within the organization that would like to move on from Tom Brady. But I think the biggest problem is going to be that Robert Kraft would never do that. No. So... Mm-hmm. I, I think this I think I think they all come back next year. Uh, I think the wheels really fall off the bus. I think they go nine and seven. I think they miss the postseason, and I think Tom Brady's season ends with a hundred eighty-five yard day on whoever the last game is uh, of the regular season, and and it's going to be like a punch in the face. So I, I you know it, it it would really you know it's been a great run you've you've got yeah. you're gonna have to at some point hit the reset button and and I mean, now's as good a time as any but I think that they really they want to go eight and eight and 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 just not make the postseason and then they'll believe it's over all right I I think I mean Tom Brady restructured his contract last year to cut it down he's got to be retiring this this has to be it, I think that whole before the season, him sitting down with Robert Kraft and getting all the contract stuff laid out, which set up stuff that where you were able to bring in Antonio Brown, even though that wasn't what anyone thought of him. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you're able to do stuff and set him up for success. But he just was not successful. I, I think it's it. I think we did see the last that we are going to see of. Tom Brady, and uh, yeah, I mean, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. You think he's gonna retire? You think he's yeah. that's it? I definitely don't think he's gonna uh, retire. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he wants to go out with that like that. Um, I don't think he's gonna retire. And I, I agree with Joe. Um, 
it's always going to be a rough goodbye uh, saying goodbye to uh, the best quarterback of all time. The reason your franchise has been so successful over the past uh, two decades. So I think it will be a rough time. Uh, I think it will be rough to say goodbye, but I think it's if there's any time to do it, it's right now would be the perfect time. Obviously, the contract's expiring. He looked like he was on the regress this year a little bit. He's 40-something years old now. Um, I think that if there's any time to move on, it would be right now. And uh, maybe look for him to join some team like maybe the Chargers or the Colts who need a quarterback. A lot of people didn't think Joe Montana would end his career anywhere else, but he ended up going to the Chiefs um, after they believed in Steve Young. Obviously, I know the Patriots don't have a succession plan, but I I could see Tom Brady maybe playing somewhere else next year. Um, Because Bill Belichick, when he knows that's it for a player and that he's not going to contribute much else to the team. He's willing to cut ties pretty quickly. I think Robert Kraft will be the one that maybe wants to keep him around, but Bill Belichick has a lot of power in that organization, uh, and it'll be interesting to see how it turns out. All right, let's get back to picks in the AFC. People are calling this the Mitch Trubisky Bowl because <laughs> uh, Patrick Mahomes, both Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, the – the Bears decided to pick Mitch Trubisky over both those two, which, I mean, was a phenomenal, phenomenal pick. Uh, but Texans go to Kansas City. It's going to be fun. It's going to be just as fun as the uh, Bills game was last week, I think. But higher scoring, both explosive offenses. I, I think both very similar teams, very explosive offensively. And uh, both have solid DNs, Chris Jones for the Chiefs, and then J.J. Watt. It was nice seeing him in the second half get things together and start wrecking shop and being the J.J. Watt we all know and love. This one's the toughest one to pick out of the bunch, in my opinion. I, 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 I think I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes has been there before. He's going to get it done. I don't think this one will even be close. I think that the Chiefs win by a whole lot at home. They were very hot down the stretch. Their offense looked unstoppable, and their defense is also playing at a very high level. I don't know. The Texans shouldn't have even, have even made it out of wild card weekend, I think. I think the Bills were the better team. They just found a way to, to blow it at the end, and um, I think that the Chiefs go out and prove this week that they're the much better team. I think that they win by about three touchdowns, I'll say. Oh, damn. 17 or 21. Well, I think the Chiefs have struggled at home this year. I don't have much faith in them at home. And I believe after last week's performance that the Texans are riding high. I think they are going to uh, slow the Chiefs down. And I think they're going to pull it out uh, in, in a in – a, Late, it's going to be a late. It's going to be. It's going to be the best game of the weekend, I believe. But I'm going to take the Texans in this one. Deshaun Watson wow. leading a game win drive. I love Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I think he's great. I I think I think by next season, I think if he has another good year, I think I think that team's got a really good chance to win a Super Bowl as well. So okay, that's how I feel. And then to end off the divisional round. We have the NFC, the Seahawks at the Packers. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. This Seahawks, one's the toughest of the weekend, I think. I, I don't think so because you look at the talent on each team, Seahawks dwarf the Packers. But the Seahawks don't – something just doesn't click for them. I mean, barely squeaking by the Eagles after Carson Wentz goes out. That's rough. I think the Seahawks will get it together. And it might be a close game. I, it probably will be a close game. But I think Russell Wilson will lead that lead that Seahawks team to a victory. I'll go with the Packers uh, at Lambeau. I just think the Seahawks um, down the stretch – they showed that they're not a consistent team, very inconsistent. Uh, this defense, aside from Jadavion Clowney and Shaq Griffin, have a lot of holes, especially with uh, Michael Kendricks going out for the year. Um, obviously, they have, they have a good linebacking core, but I, I just think that the Packers uh, won a lot of weird games this year. They were able to squeak out a lot of close games in the end, and I just I don't I don't think that the Seahawks will be able to come into Lambeau and uh, 
be Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I think it will be a very close game. I think it has a chance to be a pretty low-scoring game with both offenses not doing much uh, down the stretch during the season, but I think that the Packers will pull it out at home. I want the Seahawks to win. And this is weird to say, but I think if this game was in Seattle, despite the fact they didn't play great at home this season, yeah. uh, I would be tempted. I don't know, man. Lambo. it's a tough place to win, but it's Pete Carroll. Oh, man. <laughs> I didn't pick these before, so I am stalling for a minute as I decide what I'm going to do here. Uh, Sean was got one picked right for this week, and you're saying the Packers. I think that's enough. I'm going to go with the. I'm going to go with the upset and the Seahawks. I think I'm going to do it. I'm I'm only betting against Sean because of his horrible record in the postseason so far. Next thing you know, he's going to be 4-0 this week. <laughs> we shall see. I I think this is going to be the closest game of the week, though. I, I was very back and forth on this. I, I would say probably 51% Packers, 49% Seahawks. I was very down on the Seahawks before last week because Same. I've really been – I mean, that's been my team all year. I've been kind of following because uh, of fantasy and how many guys I had on the other team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, I don't know. Just something – just something feels – it feels like it's that kind of year. It's the year of the Russell Wilson. I don't right. know. Just a feeling. Okay. All right. I like that. Before we say goodbye, are you passionate about a subject? Do you have the gift for the gab? Are you interested in putting that all together to start your own podcast? If so, check out Clovercrest Media Group. Come and join the Clovercrest Media Group podcast family. You can find all information you need at clovercrestmedia.com. Clovercrest Media Group. The harder we work, the luckier we get. Thank you guys for watching and or listening. I hope you enjoy the divisional round this week, this weekend. It should be fun. And for myself, Sean Scanlon, and Joe Aguirre, peace out. Wow.